This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Let me tell you a story. Once upon a time, not long ago, I was handsome. Jackie, not so much. And if you are just tuning into the show, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Alyssa Fuchs and Jackie Cohen and Mama and Papa Cohen looking real good like a bag of money. I love it. (laughs) And if you're wondering what we were talking about, we were talking about the Black Panther Party and their history and the comparison to the Black Lives Matter movement. And I had a long, muddled, confusing conclusion but if you have a chance, listen to it on our podcast. And while we do are going to have a conversation about the Oscars being so white, um, while we wait for Selena to go and pick up our dreamer, we're going to be talking about some things that happened in the news. Can I just talk about Melissa Harris Perry? <gasps> I am beside myself with can I, this. Can I tell you my theory? They canceled our show this morning. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. much done. Can I tell oh. you my theory? You ever seen Dave Chappelle's When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong? Yeah. yeah. I think that's what happened. Well, explain explain to people so, that don't know what Oh, yeah. Happened. Thank but, you. So I've more, pretty much um, MSNBC has been like taking her show off the air the last couple of weeks to like cover the election and from what she's saying she wasn't really being given a clear description of why that was happening and then they took her show off for this weekend and were like oh hey just come on for four hours and we're gonna like throw it to you once in a while to give election updates so she sent out this staff email that and i'm putting air quotes for those of you who can't see me that leaked to the press pretty much saying, well, you know, I'm not going to be a token. We we spent a lot of time building up this group and this audience, and for yeah. you to take it away with no explanation is uncalled for, and I'll come back, but I'm not coming back for anything. I'm coming back for my show. And then the next day, it was like, Rachel, um, Melissa Harris-Perry off MSNBC. Yeah. And I so I was saying I think it's a moment of when keeping it real goes wrong where she was she thought that like she can call out MSNBC and like they'd be like, Oh snap and like give her a show back and MSNBC was like, Well actually nah, since you want to get crazy and set trip, you can bounce. But like also part of it it was just that that was an as you point out, leaked. Like that was an internal email. She yep. sent that email to her staff. That was uh, one of her staff members leaked that email right. onto Medium. Mm-hmm. Okay. So maybe you know, listen, I agree with everything she said in that. And I yeah. think she was right to send that out to her staff. But then at the same time, maybe her staff shouldn't have leaked that email. Yes, her staff. That, right, staff, because that email that email was not meant for the general public. It was not meant to be circulating around the email. It was meant to tell her employees what was going on and so i'm not going to point the finger at her i think she was right to write the email but i am going to point the finger at the person and her staff who leaked that email now that's not to say i still think what msnbc is doing to her is absolutely wrong you know so i don't want it to take away from that point at the same time i don't think that that email ever should have been made public or circulating around for everybody to see but this is business and this is media and she has a weekend time slot i don't i mean i i I get her and i support her what she's saying but come on like, MS, if MSNBC has to pick ratings or you, they're going to pick their ratings. Right. I mean, it's almost like her show was too good to be true in yeah. a lot of ways. Like, she had one of the most inter- – I think she's brilliant. I think that she's unbelievably well-informed. She brings on voices onto her show that otherwise would not be heard. She has a diverse group of people on her show every single week. Um, it was like, th- yes, finally. And, of course, it was it was almost too good to be true. No. Um, Alyssa, you had something to say? Oh, no, no, no. I had another news story to bring up, but uh, you still want to. Yeah. So, actually, we're talking about diversity, and MSNBC is losing it. Pretty much all of, like, their mainstream um, staff of color is out. Yeah. So, Al Sharpton, Joy Reid is out, and now it looks like Melissa Harris-Perry. Oh. And it's funny that's happening at MSNBC because there's somewhere where not having black people is amazing, and it's always celebrated. And it's not just in the gods of Egypt. 
It's in Hollywood. <laughs> well, from what I heard, Joy Reid's actually taking over Melissa Harris yeah, Perry's now show she is. right now. Now yeah. she is. Um, but um, it's the Oscars. The Oscars so white. I'm throwing it to Selena Hill, who just came back in here. She had to clean off her Jordans, but she's going to help us with the conversation. <laughs> because apparently we're having a problem with people of color in the entertainment business and also the news business. As what we a can surprise. Clearly see. What? <laughs> well, it, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem in Hollywood. And it's a problem we've all known about. And a lot of us have even felt. But it's only as late that it's really getting addressed. Um, and that problem is the lack of diversity in the Academy Awards each every year and in Hollywood overall. Now this is finally taking over national discourse thanks to the viral hashtag Oscar So White which started in 2015 and then the courage of black stars like Jada Pinkett Smith and Spike Lee uh, in 2016 who decided we're going to take a stance against the lack of people of color being included in Hollywood and the Academy Awards and they boy- and they said and Jada Pinkett Smith said that she was going to boycott the Oscars, she said, we're not even, uh, I'm not even going to attend. Will Smith then signed on. And now, all across the country, a number of people have decided to take this TV tune out where instead of watching the Oscars, what they're going to be doing is a lot of people are going to be participating and rallying for um, pe- victims in Flint, Michigan, or a lot of people are going to be protesting in LA, and some people even in here in New York City at the ABC studios. So, and, and again, why is this happening? There was not one black actor or actress nominated for an Academy Award this year. And we had great films. And not only was there not one black actor or actress, it was only white people. It wasn't, there were no people of color whatsoever, black or otherwise. Can I tell you my favorite part of this is when they nominated Sylvester Stallone white for, <laughs> and they nominated him for, for an Oscar in the movie Creed, even though the director was black and the main character was yeah, black, Michael and he, like the only person who gets an award for that movie is Sylvester Stallone, yeah. who did an amazing job. But come on, who who was watching that movie? Like, oh my God, Sylvester no, Stallone. Michael B. Jordan ran that movie. I mean, yeah. there were so it. many good movies last year that were black movies that could have gotten awards and didn't. But then again, there was also so many good movies. Period that don't get awards by the Oscars right. because the Oscars subscribe to the white uppity, uh, you it's, know, establishment of what they think is a you know Oscar worthy movie, not and, what the general public thinks is an Oscar worthy movie. And that's not just hearsay. So a Washington Post study actually found that. of the people who decide who are going to be nominated for Academy Awards, 89% are male, 84% are white, and over about 50% are over the age of 60. So there was this film director, his name is Rod Laurie. He actually spoke to the Washington Post, and he said it pretty bluntly. And he said this, and I'm going to quote him. The truth is... Those Academy members will watch movies that deal with heroism from the African-American community or the history of blacks like 12 Years a Slave because that interests them. But what doesn't interest them is the current black experience or black culture. And a movie like Straight Outta Compton doesn't stand a chance. So he said that because he and he also said that he thinks that Straight Outta Compton should have been nominated for Best Picture, but it wasn't. And he also said that not only have most of the uh, decision makers decided not to watch the movie. The one man that did, he stopped watching the movie because he said, and I quote, it was too loud. And I mean, if you, I mean... I mean, I mean, there's Talk already... about coded language. Yeah. Right, yeah, he said it was too loud. That's I guess like the, old people language. The black people were being too loud in the movie. Uh, uh, oh, okay. I think it's like, the old, like, oh, why is it so loud? Well, I think part of the problem is that it's not even that 
um, few black roles are available, right? And that a few black people are winning awards um, and winning Oscars. But when they do, it's for roles that are sort of these like black victim right. portrayals, right? Halle Berry, make me feel good. <laughs> yeah. Monster balls. No, but you know what I mean? It's not like a, a film like Straight Outta Compton, which we all saw together and I thought was great. And I certainly think that the actors in the film, any one of them could have been nominated for an Oscar. I thought that they all had an amazing performance. Um, that's not the kind of black role that typically wins an Oscar, right? It's it's things like films like The Help or The Blind Side or 12 Years a Slave that portray black victimhood that are often the ones that if they do win Oscars, it's it's films like that. No, you're no, you're absolutely right, Stanley. No, yeah, 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 we're right about this. But can I say something? I'm sorry, Selena. I know I'm taking a step back, but you mentioned Jada Pinkett Smith and her boycotting the Oscars. Yes. Can we give her zero points? This is the same woman with her husband talking about, oh, racism doesn't exist anymore. We're all good. She's only doing this because her husband didn't get an award for his portrayal in um and concussion, mm-hmm. which I mean, it was a he did well, but come on, like his but, accent was inconsistent. The whole I, movie. <laughs> but I mean, re- regardless of her motives, I'm so glad that she did do this because once Jada Pinkett Smith put that video out, it went viral and a number of people started to say, you know what, I'm going to boycott too. She got a lot of pushback, but then even people like Michael Moore and Spike Lee and a number of actresses and actors said, we need to just take a stance because of the lack of diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's, despite, you know, despite her intentions, which we don't know, we do not know what her intentions are. We don't know her personally. Um, I think it was a good thing. We're having this discussion now. made the mainstream media, this hashtag, Oscar So White. Um, this has been, I think, a really important discussion. Um, and it's not just a symbolic discussion as to why there are very few people of color in entertainment, right? Um, it's it's a financial discussion as well, where we're talking about people of color um, who are in the industry um, being able to rise to these roles, to make these careers that are Oscar-worthy, where they can you know, be this wealthy and famous uh, for winning these awards. You know, there there was an article, it was published in the New York Times last week. Uh, It was uh, interviews with 27 uh, people of color or women uh, who are underrepresented. I know there was a study done about it that I know Selena's going to bring up or we'll mention later, but one of the people they spoke to was Wendell Pierce, Mm -hmm. uh, who's a very prominent black actor. And he actually said, quote unquote, in 1985, I'm sitting in the casting office of a major studio. The head of the casting says, I can't put you in a Shakespeare movie because they didn't have black people then. He literally, <laughs> and he goes, he said, he literally said that. And then I looked at the casting director and I said, "You ever heard of Othello?" Yeah. Black people didn't pop up until 1992. In case yeah, you guys right. didn't know, I don't know. It, it's crazy, guys. But we are going to take a quick break. But when we come back from the break, we will continue this discussion about Oscars so white and again the lack of diversity in Hollywood. Don't go anywhere. This is let your voice be heard. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. WHCR 94.3 FM, New York. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard. <laughs> 
Sorry, Selena side out was so aggressive just now. That was We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. If you were just tuning in, we were having a conversation about the Oscars being so white. What a surprise. And I'm here with Selena Hill, Alyssa Fuchs, Jackie, Mudlove, and Cohen. We got the Cohen clan here. That sounds kind of weird. I'm not going to say clan again. And of course, we got. These are Jews, so don't (laughs) avoid the word clan at all costs. And then we got the Doughboy cast in the back. Don't know who I'm talking about. You'll find out in 78 seconds. Selena? Right. So before we went on break, we were talking about the studies because this is not just hearsay. Again, when we think about the lack of diversity in Hollywood, this is something that um, people of color have been feeling. And um, as a result, we decided to create our own award shows, our own academies, our own. um, We decided to celebrate each other. That's why you have things like the NAACP Awards. You have the Image Awards. You have the African-American Film Festival, which celebrates the movies that we put together, that we create. And it basically celebrates our own creative genius. Um, But, you know, before I mentioned that, I wanted to say that there was another study that produced um, these findings. And this study was conducted by um, the Media Diversity and Social Chance Initiative at the University of Southern California. And the study concluded that minorities represented little more than 28% of speaking characters in films and TV series, and which is less than 10% of their uh, less, which is 10% less than their presence in the general population. Studies also showed that African Americans make up about 50% of all ticket holders when it comes to seeing these movies. So basically what we're having is we have a large population of African Americans, people of color going to the movies, but then when we we go to the movies, we don't see ourselves represented. Or we don't see ourselves represented in a light that is actual. A lot of times you see these African American women as like homeless people. Like think about it, Precious and Annie. Like you see a lot of these young women or, 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 or men struggling. Or you see them as slaves. You don't see people, someone like Stanley who made it out of an underprivileged uh, community and is now serving that same community in the sense. We don't see that. But no, I just wanted to add to that. You were talking about ticket sales before. Yes. Uh, not only that, it, I mean, as you point out, at least 50% or so of the people that go and see movies and spend their money to see movies mm-hmm. are people of color, and yet people of color, and specifically women of color, are paid something like 8 to 10 cents less on the dollar than their male counterparts. And then when you look at people of color getting paid as compared to white people in the entertainment industry, it's something like, even if you are male, three to four cents less on the dollar. So when you look at the people who are going to see movies and spending their money, it's about equal, half white, half black. And then you look at what we're paying people to act in those movies and you find that black people are getting paid less and especially women of color are getting paid even less than men of color. So that is really disturbing, especially when you know who's spending money to go see the movies. Yeah, I think, you know, I've heard a lot of people say, but the Oscars suck, right? (laughs) Why is this a big deal? The Oscars never, we brought this up before, they never um, choose the right films, right? It's like a lot of mediocre films win Oscars or mediocre performances compared to much, much better ones, right? So why does this matter? And I think that it matters a great deal, not just in the Oscars, but in the film industry, television industry in general, when you think about the type of um, you know, images and people that we're portraying for media that we're all consuming together, right? Take a show like Friends, for example. We'll shift to television a little bit, which had very few, if any, people of color ever on that show in, in New York City, um, which was one of the most successful TV shows of all time, right? Uh, the writer's room notoriously was known for sexism. They had maybe one to two female writers, probably white, probably very few writers of color, if any, I don't know. Um, and this is the content that we are all consuming, right? And so it helps 
helps to perpetuate cycles of racism and sexism if the jokes that we're hearing and we're all laughing at are sexist or mildly racist, right? And we're not seeing, um, you know, women, women of color, other ethnic minorities portrayed on TV, it sort of this sends this message that you can't do this thing, right? This is right. for white people, white, cis, straight people. This isn't for you. Well, yeah, and then that's a good point. I like that you brought up white, cis, straight people at the end of that because um, originally a lot of people don't know this, but uh, supposedly there has been some rumor that um, Laverne Cox's ca- character on mm-hmm. Orange is the New Black was originally going to be played by somebody who was not, not trans, trans and that, you know, she fought for that good. role to say, <laughs> I'm trans and I should play the role of a trans person. Somebody who's not trans should not be playing this role. Do you know how this hurts me just really quickly? Because Hollywood does not represent my people, I have to watch Tyler Perry movies. And they suck. That's the only way I can see black actors. (laughs) Not all of them suck. I know we have Miss Deborah on the line who would like to let her voice be heard. She has been patiently waiting. Good afternoon, Miss Deborah. Hi, guys. How you doing? You know, I I think that Jada, uh, I I think that Jada has a point and, uh, her husband has been nominated uh, for movies before. But, you know, the NFL has a lot of power. So I don't expect, I didn't expect concussion to come through with any nomination. Okay, because he brought the, uh, a lot of light was, was, shine, was shined on that, on, that, on that movie and, you know, and, and the illnesses and things that happen to people. Um, Christopher uh, Gardner, the stockbroker, I thought that he played an excellent role uh, of that man, and you know, I think that he should have won for that role, uh, as opposed even to this one. But he did not. But there's something about um, you know, it's this. This is countdown time. Uh, the president is leaving, and so is everybody else of color. I'm so tired of people of color. Black people learn how to say black people. You won't die. You know, you won't get skin disease. Uh, because I'm not interested in other people until I can take care of myself. Thank you. um, No, I'm really not. I'm really, really not. And no one else is either. Go on some of your other stations, and you don't hear other people advocating for other people until they can rise up and take care of themselves. Thank you so much, Ms. Deborah, for letting your voice be heard. And again, guys, if you have a question or comment, you can chime in. The number is 212-650-6903. You can let your voice be heard. So before we um, um, got to Ms. Deborah, there was a study that I was mentioning at the that took place at the University of Southern California. And I want to report this. They also said, and they came to this conclusion, and I quote, that the film industry still functions as a straight white boys club and that this damning um and it also um they use the words whitewash and they said that there's an epidemic of invisibility that runs from top to bottom through the industry not only for um people of color but for women and lgbt and also for asians latinos it goes across the board and now besides that USA Today did a study, and I want to get your, your feedback on this. USA Today, they did a study, and it was um, released just last week. It examined 184 movies announced for release in 2016 by 14 major studios, and they found a lack of uh, minority and female faces in major roles, in the roles, and as well amongst directors. Um, and, and studios like Paramount even received the letter F as a grade. So basically what this says is, guess what? The Oscars are still going to be so white in 2017. Right. So it's like, what are we supposed to do when we already know they have movies lined up that are not going to represent us? Well, I think that's something that Hollywood cares the most about is money. Right. And that's why I'm, I 
am into this boycott, but not just of of the Oscars itself. I think that celebrities that um, feel that this is unjust should boycott their attendance at the Oscars. I think that's a big deal. But um, Hollywood cares about money. They want to make money. They want to green light and produce films that will make them money. So if we are refusing to go see films because we're tired of the sort of whitewashing of Hollywood, I think that is what we should do to send the biggest message. No, I absolutely agree with that. And I think it's ju- not just Hollywood, right? Because we were talking this morning at length before we even came on the show about uh, theater, about mm-hmm. the theater community and about the show Hamilton, which is absolutely impossible to get a ticket to. Except and I did, so, and it was right, awesome. Except for Jackie did because, you know, she's cool over here uh, and we're not. But, I mean, so when you look at theater, even theater has been so whitewashed right. on one hand. And on the other hand, even when you have a show that has a lot of people of color in it and represents people of color and has a lot of rap music in it, like Hamilton, it's impossible for anybody to get a Besides ticket. Besides white audiences Especially tickets, anybody, right. you know, exactly, like you said, except for people who have lots Maybe of money. Maybe black people worked hard and and love their mm-hmm. families, they can go see Hamilton. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, so there was um, the, what was it, the Critics' Choice Award, I think, was given, or there was a big award given to the show, to Aziz Ansari's uh, new TV show, Master of None. Oh, yeah, it's good. Um, which is great, and it's a really great show. It's a really um, diverse cast, and the creator of the show, not Aziz Ansari, but his co-creator, when he accepted the award, came on stage and said, thank you so much to, you know, white America. Like, these white men have been, like, running the game for so long and just crushing it so that any show that doesn't portray this, like, white male identity is going to be diverse and different. And that's sort of what people were saying about the show was like, oh, it's so unique. It's so diverse. And he's like, yeah, because it's not all white dudes on the show. It's it's a diverse cast of color. There's like an Asian person there. How often do you see Asian people on TV not almost, doing karate? Almost never. Almost never. I mean, that's why shows like Fresh Out the Boat are oh, really important because and, it's... And actually, the guy who wrote the show got a lot of flack for the title of the show because right. a lot of people pushed back and said that the title Fresh Off the Boat had racial connotations that were inappropriate for television despite the fact that the people who were doing the show or helping him put together the show were all people of color. Right. And it was also the name of his book, so yeah. you know, there's that. Yeah. I, I want to ask a question because everyone's getting so upset about the Oscars. I don't watch the Oscars. I'll just see something about it on Twitter the next day or I'll see it in the news Like I don't, because I don't care for it. Why are people getting so mad at the Oscars? Why not just go support the other award shows that we have or create our own award show? No, and you're absolutely right, and that's why Russell Simmons even created the um, All Deaf Movie Awards, and I mentioned a number of awards that uh, black organizations have been doing for decades now, the Image Awards, the NAACP Awards, the African American Black Film Festival, but the thing is, I I think that there's still a problem. Like, I get it, it's sort of that inclusion versus separatism argument and debate that we're having. Why can't we just create our own theaters? Why can't we create our own products and and serve our community directly? But I think that there's a problem of... Of inclusion and I I mean as much as I advocate for black owned businesses and entrepreneurship and supporting our own I think that there's something to be said when you have these other award shows which are supposed to represent all of America right. the whole population and they aren't concluding anyone else that doesn't look like the board of directors because to them that's America well, I mean, America that's is the whole white debate over the all lives matter thing right it's no. like yeah no it is though that's exactly what Selena's just saying is you are saying yeah, Black Lives Matter. We should have more black people winning awards and more people getting Oscars and more black films getting nominated. And then you have these people up at the Academy going, but all films matter. Well, I I think that what is important, too, isn't just the 
like I said before, it's not just the representation, which is extremely important. It's the money, right? right? When you win an Oscar, you are then an Oscar winner, right? When you do any project or film, um, an, a, in front of your name is Oscar Award winner so-and-so, right? So when you are a person of color or you're just underrepresented in the industry as a whole um, and you win an Oscar, you are then entitled to the same profits that Oscar winners who are white are able to receive no you're, you're absolutely right um i know we are gonna go on break but before we do i want to just let everyone know if you want to chime into this conversation the number again is 212-650-6903 you can tweet us at be heard underscore radio when we come back from the break we actually have the creator of the oscar so white hashtag coming on the show her name is april rain she is a woman of color which i'm very i'm very happy to uh, note that and she'll be coming on and she'll talk about some of the solutions what should we be doing what are the next steps so stay tuned whcr 90.3 fm new york are back. Oh, I'm sorry, Iceland, you want to come back in? Did you want to cut me it off? It doesn't matter. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Let me tell you about Leonce. How come her mic is the only one that has a WHCR thing on there? Mine has one. So does I, Alyssa, Stanley. I, don't debate me. You're, I just, you're just mad yeah, because really easy to debate when you're blatantly and, and like visibly I follow wrong. the Donald Trump philosophy. I love undereducated people, all right? <laughs> Well, Sound you're like sitting, Trump. you're sitting in a room with a bunch of people that are not undereducated. You know what? You I would say something mean, crowd. but I'm not that kind of guy, Megan Kelly. <laughs> you need to find a better crowd. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys. So before we went on break, we were discussing that hashtag Oscar so white, the lack of diversity in Hollywood. We brought up a number of studies, which I'm so glad those took place, but because it sort of legitimized what people of color have been seeing and feeling for decades now when it comes to Hollywood, when it comes to media in general. And um, before we went on break, I told you guys we had on the line a very special guest who was calling in very briefly. Her name is April Rain. She is the managing editor of BroadwayBlack.com. She's also editor at large of New Tribe Magazine. She is best known probably as at Rain of April on Twitter, where she has over 20,000 Twitter followers. And she's also known for creating that viral hashtag, Oscar So White, that has us having this conversation today. Well, I have 800 Twitter followers, so whatever. You wow. don't match. You don't match with April. How you doing, April? Doing well. Thank you all for having me on today. Thank you so much for calling in. And, you know, we're wrapping up the conversation, but before we do, we want to focus more so on solutions. We were thinking about, you know, um, should we just be supporting our own and, and putting our, our resources and effort and energy towards uh, award ceremonies that do celebrate us, or should we continue to fight for inclusion? And I wanted to get your take on that. I think that we can be multifaceted and we can multitask. So we need to do both of those things. So we need to continue to um, enjoy and support those shows that do highlight our achievements and successes, like the ALMA Awards and the NAACP Image Awards and the BET Awards. At the same time, we can critique uh, those more mainstream award shows uh, that are not representative 
of us and the beauty and the diversity and the nuance of all marginalized communities uh, in this country. Exactly. And if you are someone like April and like myself who won't be purposely won't be watching the Oscars tonight, there are a number of alternatives that you can take. And I want April to talk about that. She's been actually orchestrating a lot of um, she's been orchestrating a movement of people who have chosen to boycott the Oscars because of its lack of diversity. Can you tell us what you are telling your followers to do or to tweet instead of watching the Oscars tonight? I'd be happy to. So for everyone who is frustrated with the lack of marginalized communities in film, um, what we're saying is do not reward the Academy with your viewership and your ratings tonight if they're not showing you on the big screen. So instead, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, we will be live tweeting the coming-of-age movie The Wood on Netflix and using the Oscar So White hashtag. In addition, there will be the Justice for Flint event. That's another hashtag, Justice for Flint, uh, that will be live streamed. It will be um, jam-packed with celebrities and public figures like Ava DuVernay, Hannibal Burris, Ryan Coogler, Jesse Williams. Everybody is going to be in Flint, Michigan today talking about their water crisis, and you can watch that for free, live stream, Justice for Flint. Uh, in addition, the, Russell Simmons has his award show tonight, the All Deaf Movie Awards, and that's going to be on Fusion, uh, and it's going to be replayed. It's in one hour long. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, but if you miss it at 7, you can catch it again at 8, 9, or 10. Whatever you're doing, as long as you're not watching the Academy Awards, please do. Ha- uh, hashtag Oscar So White. Send me a picture of what you're doing, and I'll be retweeting it to 20,000 people all day long. Thank you so much. We'll definitely be doing that. And again, FYI, I will actually be celebrating a number of the movers and shakers here in Harlem, which are a lot of people of color. We're having our own award ceremony awesome. here at Cherie Harlem, so I'll be using that Oscar So White hashtag, April. So I definitely will look forward to some retweets. I'm going to a Hennessy making contest, and if you guys want to support me, it's going to be on. Oh, no, I'm joking. I make that all up. <laughs> I, I would have believed you. I would have believed you. But, you know, we are wrapping it up, guys. I want to give the panel 30 seconds to sort of, um, you know, what what's the next step moving forward? What is the call to action here? Uh, oh, yeah. Don't give institutions your money when they act in your, you know... Against your against interest. Against your interest, right? Um, I mean, there's such an underrepresentation of people of color in the film and television industry. There's also white people that p- portray roles that are people of color. And there's been a history of that into recent history, which is... I, I don't begin to understand that. But don't give films your money. Don't give the Oscars your money. Don't tune in. Um, give money towards things. I mean, that's what's going to get Hollywood's attention is where your money's going. And if you're paying to see films that are more inclusive and representative, um, that's what you should be doing. Absolutely. I would agree with everything that Jackie just said, but I'll just add to it, you know, is that Today, we have access to some of these people, maybe not directly, but at least through social media to let them let people who work for the Academy know what we think about these things like we never had before because of the Internet. And so obviously not just don't spend your money, but if somebody gets casted to play a black role and that person is white and that makes you angry, make that anger known. Put it on social media. Go on a Twitter rant. Go on a Facebook rant. You know, maybe the Academy doesn't see it right away, but you know how when things go viral, they get picked 
picked up and they get talked about in the news media and sometimes in the mainstream. So, you know what? Make something go viral. Be smart about it. Write something that's well thought out that really expresses your aggravation and your anger on top of not and how you're not going to spend your money. And, you know, let's uh, let's take a bunch of these things viral. As we had our great guest on, she started this Oscar So White hashtag. It went viral. Now there's an outlet for all people all over Twitter to get in on the communication. So, you know, don't think that your little voice doesn't matter. Everybody's voice matters in this conversation. Until all of us are free, none of us are free. Mm -hmm. Uh, Black people are not the only ones who are being underrepresented in Hollywood and underrepresented at the Oscars. You know what? Asians are the lowest represented people when it comes to on screen, whether that's like on basic television, cable, or movies. And we have to make sure that we're supporting programs and venues that uplift these people, not just black people, but Spanish people, Asian people, Middle Eastern people, trans people, gay people. There is no reason that you should be having roles played by um, just like straight white males or like just straight white women when there's so many available, hungry, prepared actors who can fill these roles. I won't be surprised if they do a movie on Malcolm X and freaking Matt Damon plays him. That's how ridiculous it is right. now. So we have to make sure we uplift everybody. Thank you for that, Stanley. I agree with everything everyone is saying, and I just wanted to end here. Jennifer Warren, who is a director and an actress and also the founding member of the Alliance of Women Directors, she said something that really resonated with me. She said that the heart of the problem is not who's being nominated. It's how the industry works itself. You have, again, these board of directors who are only interested in people, places, and experiences that reflect them. Now, they might not see that as racism. They might see it as, well, you know, I can't really relate to the black experience. I can't really relate to someone who's transgender, but I can watch, you know, The Relevant, and I can see myself in Leonardo DiCaprio. Revenant. The Revenant, and see myself in Leonardo DiCaprio. And you know what? That is, that is, I think, the, the problem with it. And I do applaud the Academy for trying to make some changes by trying to include people of color, but it's not enough. And we have to continue to push. 2017 is going to be the same exact type of award show. We have to push to get our actresses, our actresses and actors in these films. We have to make sure that we support films that are being uh, funded by black creators and, and, and black creatives. Um, um, that is what we need to do. And I think that if we continue to let our voice be heard and we continue to tweet about this and write about this, then maybe, just maybe in about 10 years or so, we'll see some change on that red carpet at the Academy Awards. So on that note, we are going to take a brief break. But when we come back, again, we have a dreamer and doer who is a young black filmmaker himself here with us on Let Your Voice Be Heard. We'll be right back.